Welcome into DC On Screen episode 412. Oh my gosh. This is our DCEU news. We haven't been around in a couple of weeks. Last week we literally had like three stories. There and we decided nothing. to call it off. Um, but we, we have a uh, kind of a full plate this time. Uh, I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This, my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. How are you doing? Well, I was I was meant yeah. to ask you. Like, do, <laughs> I kind of wish real news outlets did what we do. And if there's yeah. not enough, if there's not enough going on, just say like, "Well, screw it, peace. We'll see you later." Like, yeah. how refreshing I mean, would that be if you turned on what is supposed to be a one-hour news program at five o'clock, and like fifteen minutes in, they go, "There's really not a lot happening. We'd have to stretch it. There's we mm-hmm. get some opinions from people who don't matter if you want to, but uh, that's all the news there really was. We'll see y'all later." And then there's forty-five minutes of blank screen, punctuated with with commercials. <laughs> Right. Uh, I you would know, kind of prefer I that world. I, I don't think I do. I don't think I want that. <laughs> I think I do. I, I think it, I'd like to, you know, the, just the lack of talking heads and fear-mongering alone, I think, would be worth it. Right. Okay. So, do you have anything that anything of note happened in the last couple of weeks? Ah, not, not that I know of. It's mm. been pretty, uh, been pretty down to earth. Yeah. I had uh, I had a pretty rough day a few weeks, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, it was like pouring rain here, and I had to like go get a ticket taken care of. Essentially, I had to go like find a police officer uh. and have him like sign off on the fact that my headlights worked. Right. That's one of my headlights went out so while it was back, raining. Take it to the courthouse, the whole thing. Yeah, so I had to do all that, and um, then I I'm driving to go see my girlfriend. I'm driving on the interstate, and I blow a tire. And I blow a tire in the pouring rain. Um, so then the spare was clearly only getting me to the next town. Mm-hmm. And that was a place, this little place called Clanton, Clanton, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, the population is like 9,000 people, three teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they share the three teeth. Well, they have, uh, Is it, that is the town where there's approximately 17 peaches per person, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I go into Clanton, and I found this little place where they sold used tires uh, almost right off the interstate. And I'm standing there, and I'm watching them put the tire on. And I've had just a hell of a day. Um, and there's no dress code at this place. I gotta say, like, blowing so, out a tire while it's already storming is a scary enough thing. to That's a full day by yeah, itself. It's just a frightening yeah. experience. And there's no dress code at this place. The employees are wearing jeans and T-shirts, and so you know, so am I. Sure. And this lady, I'm standing out there talking to the guy as he's putting the tire on, and this lady pulls up, and uh, as you know, often happens because I suppose I'm generally the tallest guy in the room, I'm like six three or six four. Uh, she asks me, uh, "Excuse me, sir, is this where I park?" Now, what I said in my head was, "Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't work here." Mm-hmm. But what I actually said was, "Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm not real." <laughs> <laughs> and she just gives me this stare and looks over at the guy next to me and she's like, she effing kidding me? <laughs> 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 and, you know, uh, you know, God bless him. He was, he was pretty nice about it. He's like, actually, ma'am, I've just, I just met this gentleman, but what I think he meant to say is I don't work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the one. That's... <laughs> Forgive me if I like the impromptu version better, but uh, yeah, I think that's what I was going for. I jest. Yeah. In general. <laughs> but oh. it was a weird thing. So now I've got like three city tires and one like all-terrain tire. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So 
I've been having a lot of fun uh, driving like one quarter of the truck and you know off the road. Mm-hmm. You got one tire making fun of the other tires. All right. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of tires, and somehow this does relate in my head. I should mention that uh, my wife finally got out of the boot. She's she's no oh, longer yeah. on her wide receiver scooter, and the boot has been graduated to uh, a foot. Congratulations, man! Pretty cool. Yeah, the the major advantage is she times. can drive herself now. That is good. That's big. That is big because we good. did not go to work at the same time. I mean, it's only like an hour, hour and a half, maybe di- difference at, at worst. Mm-hmm. But the morning is is the single worst time to convince me that an hour is not worth it. <laughs> like, time means the most to me just before my alarm goes off. It's that's the maximum that I care about my time in the day. Right. So yeah, this is huge. Good on you, man. Thank you. It's a, big, uh, it's a big step. I'm very proud. I'm talking well, about it like you guys are pregnant. <laughs> yeah. We're pregnant with another car that we can suddenly park here again. Yeah. But if you've just been watching my house from afar and haven't seen us come in and out, it just looks like my wife left me. Because there just has been mm-hmm. one car here for, for like weeks now. Oh, so I'm sure there are a couple of people that drove by and went, mm-mm-mm-mm. Bless their hearts. <laughs> then one person pulls out money and starts handing it to the other person. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. We would never uh, condone gambling. Mm. So I guess we should jump into the news. Yeah, why not? Ours, our news is boring enough. Let's do some actual DC news. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is technically DC news right off the bat, but I, I feel it's pertinent. Um, it's sad news. Stan Lee's wife died. Oh, I did see that. That is sad news. Uh, yeah. The Marvel Muse, they called her? Yeah. I mean, it is. Mar- it is DC news in a way, though. They, they Especially in those years, they worked with each other in such an incestuous way, and they pushed each other so hard. That I don't think the two might. Yeah. There's an argument that the two might have not have survived without both of them. That yeah, just the one that's of them what I would not say. Made it. Well, uh, Stan Lee actually says that he was going to quit Marvel. He was going to quit before they were Marvel. And... Um, then his wife said, well, why don't you just, before you quit, why don't you write one comic you are proud of? Yeah. I've heard, and, I've heard um, that. and then he wrote Fantastic Four and without Marvel, I don't feel like, I don't feel like DC probably, DC may not have existed or at least in the same way existed. And, um, they just, they all I evolved think together. Like all those, all those writers back in the day, all those, uh, comics, uh, the artists, I mean, they, they all knew each other. They knew each other's work pretty intimately. Like it, this wasn't, um, a big group of unknowns that never talked to each other. I mean, people would go work for, go run one of the companies for years and come back and run the other company and stuff. It it, it was mm-hmm. just um, it was just such a a, a close knit industry, I'll say. Yeah. And uh, they just they uh, they drove off each other, and it was so nice yeah. to have um, you know enough of it happen at once and enough product out because this was pulp. You remember? I mean, it was literally yeah, the yeah. crappiest piece of paper you could print something on at one point. <laughs> Um, it, like just to have enough product out in volume that you could find a few of these things that really like touched touched everybody's uh, you know heartstrings or mind strings or whatever strings they needed. It was mm. uh, that. Ah, and you know, so, needed both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they actually saw a couple of outlets, and I I don't know if it was before or after, but they kind of ill advisedly put up and then left up uh, some articles about uh, Stan Lee uh, bashing DC. Back in the 70s. And, you know, you look at the interview. He's clearly tongue-in-cheek. He's saying, you know, stuff like, well, you know, DC, those guys, bless their hearts. They're so miserable and downtrodden over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just sitting around with several of the most popular fictional characters in the world. Yeah. God, I hope they get off their knees, the poor kids. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, oh, you know, they're just, they're trying to figure out why why we're outselling them and 
well, uh, you know, uh, for a while they came up with this idea that we always have red in the cover, so they put red all over their cover. Well, of course, we took all the red out of our covers. And then they said, well, no, it's because they have word balloons in the covers. And so we took all the word balloons, and we still outsold them. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, he's kind of like, he's a salesman. He's a great salesman, Stanley. Oh, yeah, he was always that guy. Fantastic. Charismatic guy. To but, the um, um, but, you know, uh, even if you do uh, subscribe to the notion that DC is a darker uh, entity, I mean, you can't have the sunshine without the Saturn on, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think that's philosophically sound. That's fair. That's and fair. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, Marvel put out a statement about Joan. Uh, we are so saddened to hear about the loss of Joan Lee. Uh, and they put out a statement on Instagram, which is weird to me that this would be an official thing for anybody to use. But um, nah. whatever. I'm an mm. old guy. Uh, <laughs> we lost a member of the Marvel family today, and our thoughts and prayers go out to Stan and his daughter Joan in this difficult time. Um, and uh, DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson came out and said, Of all the great stories Stan Lee has to tell, the most touching of all is the day he met Joan, the British model who would become his future wife. Instantly smitten, Stan proposed the first day of their meeting, beginning, in a, beginning a beautiful, enviable life together for nearly seven decades. Everyone at DC is truly saddened to hear of the passing of Joan Lee, and our hearts go out to Stan and his family at this time of loss. So, apparently she uh, had a stroke earlier this week, uh, and uh, was hospitalized. Complications. And, uh, and uh, passed away. It's just sad. Yeah. Hey, you know, what's amazing is as much uh, crap as some people give um, <laughs> give the, the, the comics industry in general for being like, ah, oh, it's just too unbelievable. I don't get it. If I told you that someone was married for 70 plus years happily and they proposed the first time they ever met each other, uh, mm-hmm. I think you'd probably give me more crap than a story about Darkseid. Oh, yeah. Oh, Stan told the story like if I, often. If I was a writer and I turned that in, they'd be like, that is absolute crap. There's no way that happens in the real world. Here you go. <laughs> Do a rewrite. Anyway, moving on. Um, over to some proper DCEU news. Uh, Warner Brothers have announced their plans, their big Hall H plans for Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. And if anyone um, ever just says Comic-Con, assume SD. Yeah, well, you know. Just to be safe, just assume. So it's going to be on Saturday, July 22nd. It's going to start at 11.30 a.m. with Chris Hardwick acting as Master of Ceremonies. We're going to have Justice League stars Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Ray Fisher. And they're promising a first look at James Wan's Aquaman movie. Um, now, Jonathan Lynette, longtime listener, uh, friend mm-hmm. of the show, is... Uh, Leaves us a message on Facebook saying, do you expect WB slash DC Films will only feature Justice League and Aquaman at Comic-Con, or do you think they'll surprise us with additional news, i.e. Flash Director release dates, etc.? I suspect we may get something else. Maybe another trailer for Justice League, maybe uh, maybe an actress for Batgirl. I doubt that one no, I doubt very that much. One heavily. I think My money's more a so little bit on the first thing. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the most likely thing is going to be a just another Justice League trailer, or a like two minutes and, sneak peek, and an announcement. A couple of announcements for Gotham City Sirens. That that might be the case. I, I I'm I'm very much torn. Like my first instinct is is just to say grab a coin, dude. I don't know. Um, yeah. But the thing is, they like having something big. They like telling you they're going to have X and X, and then here's why. Mm-hmm. 
But and that's part of the point of, of this convention is, you know, dropping the bomb on some people and, and getting the crowd reaction in the viral video and all that stuff. Um, so I get I get that that's what they want to do. But like I'm the thing that tears me is, you know, you can't really do you want to take the chance and announce a new flash director after you've been through about half a dozen? I, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe they officially announced Wonder Woman two something like that. That's pretty steady. You can yeah, count on. I, but even then, it, everyone know, would be like, do you think if you announced it to a Comic-Con crowd that, oh, we're going to have Wonder Woman 2, these people are in the know enough that I think the the crowd reaction would be, yeah, and? Well, there was a leak a couple, uh, there was a, a leak that was not, I mean, it, it's probably fake, who knows, it was on Reddit, but it's a Batgirl leak, and we'll talk about it a little later, but they were saying that they were actively trying to have Batgirl, the actress for Batgirl, locked down uh, by Comic-Con. Um, that being said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was that Amazon listing for the Harley Quinn calendar that had the Gotham City Sirens listing. Uh, these things don't just pop into existence. Uh, that was pretty, um, that was a pretty detailed and well-written, uh, synopsis for that calendar, but, uh, it should be noted that that has been changed now on Amazon to just a generic Suicide Squad Harley Quinn synopsis. Yeah. Much a hype uh, or description. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought out a Batgirl actress. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced an actress for Catwoman and Black Canary. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really wouldn't. Would I mean? But uh, like I said, we'll get to it. But it, it, the the Batgirl casting may not necessarily be a part of it yet. Yeah, yeah. There is there is know. reason to believe maybe that was in the that was in the water and and we might be fishing it out soon, but. I wouldn't count on. I I would not know where to count on anything right now. My my serious money. If you made me bet, I, I wouldn't bet. Uh, like to use roulette, I wouldn't put anything on one through thirty two. I would just be betting on red or black right now, and you know, yeah. it, just to pick one of the slightly less than fifty percent chances of winning. Man, I just I'd have to go with Justice League new trailer or or two minute sneak peek or something. Yeah, because yeah. they've got. I'm sure they've got two minutes of that film so ready that they're not even considering it for reshoots. Yeah. I am, what we have already is pretty great. So yeah, uh, popping over to Wonder Woman news. Um, he's still killing it at the box office. Uh, Jay Scott, Jeez, so, yeah. Saint, yeah, Jay Scott, Saint Clair, and Rob Rivera both had comments on Facebook. Jay Scott says, "How about Wonder Woman's legs? The film's ability to remain in the top five at the box office, even well over a month after release. I mean, winky face." And Rob Rivera says, "How about them legs, winky face?" <laughs> Um, to be sure, that is an industry term, guys. <laughs> Give them a break. Yeah. Uh, you know, the winky face, they, 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 uh, I think they forego their break. <laughs> uh, it's just a nod. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Wonder Woman's killing it, uh, Still domestically, ha- domestically has beaten Deadpool, uh, has beaten Suicide Squad, 368 million, 368.7 million, almost 368.8 uh worldwide 745.7 million so um goodness gracious guys yeah they've, they've uh that does indeed have legs no it's, that is scrooge mcduck money i saw i saw a headline that said uh something something to the effect of uh spider-man homecoming released in theaters wonder woman ignores him yeah <laughs> 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 I and I'm pretty sure something like that. Based on my viewing of Spider-Man and and the fact that just uh, this is anecdotal. I mean, I this is one theater in in 
in the in, in just one place in America. But the viewing I had of Spider Man, I literally had to crunch down between two people. It's the fullest I've ever seen my home theater mm. on a Thursday night, like seven o'clock viewing. I literally had to sink like hunker down between two people I didn't know and just like we were it's and you know, it was like two guys and like they you know, they were being weird about touching each other and stuff and you're trying to not to invade their personal space. Like I watched it in like a crunched formation in the middle of the theater seat. Like, I actually put my popcorn on the ground because I didn't have anywhere yeah. else to hold it. Yeah. Um but based on that I think it's gonna have great returns. But seriously, for Wonder Woman to stay in the game that long is um I mean, I'm sure we could hit hit up a couple of websites and maybe crunch the numbers on it, but it's bordering on historical. That's that's yeah, a I mean, long it's, run. It's it's gotten some. It, it has legs. It's good. Yeah. It's uh, like the number two super like the number two origin story superhero movie. Yeah. Um, number ten on comic book adaptation. I mean, it, number and, five on action heroine though. Um, it might catch up on a lot of that though. And but still, it, uh, it because of one of the reasons it's going to make so much money just and, and I mean banks worth of money just just uh, mm-hmm. like wholesale Brinks trucks is oh, I mean it had so much demographic appeal I, I mean as a marketing person you'd look at this film and think oh man oh this is going to be the easiest job I've ever had yeah uh, well because of uh, because of the the profit so far DCEU has officially crossed three billion dollars I believe it. They were probably hoping to do that in the three films, but hey, sorry guys. Yeah, four films. Sorry. <laughs> it's not quite going to happen. Um, so yeah. Anywho, moving on. Um, boom, 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 boom. So last week we talked about Patty Jenkins. She was at a Q&A at Women in Film screening of Wonder Woman. And she had said, I had an epiphany about Wonder Woman 2. I was like, you don't have to do this. It doesn't have to be a foregone conclusion that you do Wonder Woman 2. But then, as I was falling asleep, I had an epiphany. I was like, wait a minute. You have the greatest character of all time that you love dearly with a cast that you love sitting at the palm of your hand at this day and age. You can do whatever you want with them. Are you crazy? And then I suddenly <laughs> realized it's not more. It's, a, it's another movie. It's its own movie, and it's got to be great. So a lot of people took that as an official confirmation that she was coming back. She did set the record straight on Twitter, said, Hey, all thanks for the excitement, but that was not a confirmation. Just talking about ideas and hopes, but still excited and hopeful. Um, winky face. Now, I'm not comfortable with all this winky face. I, I, in this case, the winky face is very clearly that made a bank. We all know we're coming back. Yeah, and Patty now, Jenkins, in particular, you think is going to be immediately attached to it, right? I, it, there's no way they don't go to her first with at least well, right of first refusal. Well, the big wigs have said that she's actively writing the thing with uh, Jeff Johns. That can't be bad. Now, Screen Rant, as of today, Screen Rant. This is on Monday night, uh, uh, July tenth. Uh, a Screen Rant is saying that they have, they said, according, I'll actually read it directly from the article, according to production details, Screen Rant has learned, so no source, No. Uh, the story of Wonder Woman 2 will be another historical adventure prior to the modern day DCEU. Set during the 1980s, the film will send Diana against the forces of Soviet Union in the closing days of the Cold War. Uh, and they also say that um, Steve Trevor's going to be back somehow. And um, I, this isn't real news, though. This isn't. This is a rumor. There's no. There's no evidence of this. Like I've already seen, like a lot of people reporting that it's true. It is absolutely not confirmed in any capacity. There's, um, there's a lot of that going around these these last couple of weeks. It is a slow news week. It's been a slow couple of. It's been a slow fortnight 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so I wouldn't start getting upset about uh, undercutting the the Steve Trevor sacrifice yet. And um, also, I don't want to see espionage in Moscow. I really hope they. I mean, they're just throwing it away if they don't do World War Two in WW two. You know, <laughs> they're just yeah. throwing it away. Yeah, and, and it would be an escalation of her character. Like the Cold War was by its nature cold. It, it was um, yeah. There was increased tension, but not a lot of provocative events. Whereas with World War Two, you've got so much obviously provocative events, and it would have a, the nice side effect of like taking her struggle about how man isn't just a like a a product of you know the will of Ares's dark in, influences it's it, yeah. no we're we're messed up by ourselves sometimes it, like right. it would be a a really cool way to expand that part of her story and see her kind of get over that and i mean she got over it in the climax but to see her really deal with it in in like full form i can totally deal with that movie mhm i mean you know i well i i personally don't really want to see wonder woman colon the americans you know what i mean like i don't <laughs> You Though know, I guess Carrie Russell well, did play the, Wonder the Woman part was at like, some point. World War II was one of the last things that some that uh, is historically and you know give history what it is. It's improvised or it's it's uh, written by the victors and it's uh, capable of being interpreted by whoever's writing the the history text. History text, but it was one of the last times that a lot of people regarded something as a good war. In in so far as that phrase can exist, mm. but there was a there was a more clear villain in that one than. Uh, there has been in a while. I mean, it, so that would be, a, I think, the last. To me, I think historically the last good context to really do like black and white for her mm-hmm. before it all gets a little muddy. And it is almost getting uh, nationalistic. Like you can do a citizen of the world thing with her with that war because it was so obviously, you know, terrible. Yeah, I almost see a Cold War movie if they're going to do one. Yeah, I think it should almost be like Wonder Woman three. That would be fun. I think you'd need the middle ground to almost set it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree. Wonder Woman 3, that wouldn't bother me at all. But Wonder Woman 2, I'd feel like we skipped a step. Yeah. I don't know. I th- yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. Maybe but they should just do, like, Wonder Woman 2, World War 2. Wonder Woman 3, Korea. Wonder Woman 4, Vietnam. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they just did Wonder Woman 2, Vietnam, and see how many people you hemorrhage from the first movie. Yeah. What has that been? 45 years, and it's still extremely controversial. One one five Gulf War. One one. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a new picture of Batman has been released by Zack Snyder on Vero. Um, it's a badass picture of Batman. I don't know what to tell you. It looks really cool. It's gonna be our show art. Gotcha. Looks good. Uh, he's all in shadow though, so I don't know if it's like proper Ben Affleck or if it's like stunt double, but it looks good. Still, probably proper Batman. Yeah. I mean, why not? Ben Affleck's just the guy that says words. Yeah. The stunt guy is Batman. <laughs> I mean, real, real, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need him for everything, and there's a reason. I mean, yeah, you need his <laughs> jawline for certain shots, but... Um, yeah. So, um, the Michael Ball show on BBC... Um, uh, I don't know how to say his name. We never do. Just give it a shot. Kieran Hines. Okay. Uh, the guy that's playing Steppenwolf. Okay. Um, he was saying that... He never actually, he said, I didn't even have a costume when I was doing Justice League. It's all done in motion capture. They stick a helmet on your head. 
They put two cameras around and they capture all your expressions, facial expressions. So basically they're going to concoct some kind of construction and they will use my facial expressions, eyes, mouth, voice. They'll turn into this murderous avenging Steppenwolf from the planet Apocalypse, apparently, who's bent on hell on Earth. Um, That's pretty common. He had, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had no interaction. It's a standard with, procedure, to be honest. He had no interaction with the other Justice League uh, actors. He said, I don't know whether they're all afraid to come and meet me. No, no, they weren't really, because it's imaginary. You do it with green screens. That was another challenge, you could say. Yeah, but it was quite fun, and they're very encouraging in what you do, suggesting, over here, look over here, imagine that, do this here. Uh, they're coming at you now. Now, um, they um, there was a first, like, they've released pictures uh, with Comic-Con coming up, they've released pictures of some new Justice League uh, figures, and uh, we have our first look at Steppenwolf. He does not, people are freaking out because he doesn't look like the creature in the communion scene. Um, he looks sort of like a Klingon mixed with Silver Samurai from X-Men. <laughs> Didn't, is there some hint, though, that in that scene he's kind of, I don't know, born to some extent? What, in communion? Yeah, that he's almost kind of young, youngish. No, no. I wouldn't think he was being born or, or something. I, I, well, maybe um, not like actually being born, but that he was, I don't well, know, is, is there like an aging process here for him, maybe? I don't think that we've ever gotten like complete confirmation that it was Steppenwolf anyway. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain you're right that it, it's mostly just an assumption based on those weird horns. Yeah. Like the, the weird... And if it was... If it was him, it like really it clearly wasn't like an in person representation. Yeah. Maybe it was just like was you know opposed. his it was just his online avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that was Steppenwolf's version of like the doe eyed snap filter with duck lips. <laughs> <laughs> but angry. Hot angry. And then you and then you meet the girl and you go, That don't look like that don't that's not what you don't look like that. <laughs> He's a Steppenwolf. You want to look more much more fierce. Yeah. <laughs> and growing up on Apocalypse would do that to a person. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, moving over to Aquaman. This is not really too much news, but it was fun. Amber Heard's been pretty busy on Instagram posting pictures from the Aquaman set. Uh, there's one featuring her insane red Mara hair. I friggin' love it. Um, she's sitting with Jason Momoa and uh, director James Wan. And uh, then there's another of her training. She's scaling one of those like climbing walls, and the caption is "Mara, Mara" on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I love a good pun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just had to bring that up because it made me happy. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So uh, Matt Reeves was talking about Batman with Fandango, and they were asking him about the uh, Apes trilogy and about Batman. He says, "I have ideas about an arc." But really, the important thing is to, is just to start. You have to start with one. You know, you have to start with a story that begins something. And I would be lying if I could tell you that the arcs of apes was already planned out because it simply wasn't. It's one of those things where that character was so potent and the possibility was embedded from the beginning. But exactly how you've got from A to Z is not something that existed. In fact, when I came in on Dawn, the story that I wanted to tell was different from the story that they had even presented me. And so there are these broad ideas, I think, that sort of came to mind as Rise was created for how that story could be told, but they weren't explicitly laid out. And when Mark and I began Dawn, 
we knew what our goals were, but we didn't know how we were going to get there. And I would say that that more relates to the way that I see a Batman story is a kind of ambition for a series of stories, but really the most important thing is going to be to tell a vital first story. Uh, and that is to say, you know, all of these people who are using this as a uh, as an excuse to throw out a headline that says, you know, Matt Reeves has an, has a trilogy in mind. That's not what he's saying, dude. He's no, saying he, he's he's got vague ideas, but he wants to tell a good first story, so leave him the hell alone. That's what he's saying. Yeah, but that's the same. It's like <laughs> this is uh, another one of those cases of like it, this is so regular that it's almost it's almost comical that people find an entire article they can write about it. Like it, when mm-hmm. when you're trying to portray such an in-depth character you you want to do it to the point where you think you could tell the whole lifetime over the stories like that's the whole point sure so you it, like it saying that you might have a story arc in there yeah of course you should probably have a story arc in there you should you should know that, that you're you've created a character so full that it could go somewhere after you're done with it yeah all he's guaranteed us is that batman doesn't die at the end of his film <laughs> you're right that's the only news we've got Actually, no, that's not right, because he could become Nightwing any time. Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be a transition character and everything, but if anything, he's hinted hinted more strongly at the fact that Batfleck is still an ongoing part of the universe than he has anything else. The rest of that's not news. I don't know. I I love that he's thinking ahead, and that makes makes me confident in the director that he's trying to see it so thoroughly, and uh, and I even like the apes... uh, uh, you know, compare and contrast, but yeah, that's just yeah. how these things work. It's really, that part's pretty straightforward. Sure. Sure. Uh, so moving on over to green lantern core, uh, there's a, a den of geek is reporting that, um, actually the guy that directed rise of the planet of the apes, Rupert Wyatt is, uh, apparently going to be the guy that, uh, directs green lantern core. Uh, it would be time, because it's still on the schedule for summer 2020 mm-hmm. would be the time to start bringing out that director and uh, letting that guy be announced and uh, getting us used to the idea and start you know, making some choices. The... Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, mean, I don't know if that's um... finished filming by, you know, mid 19 at least. So it's yeah. that's two years from now. It's <laughs> yeah. It's a big budget film. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe that's real. Maybe that's not. It is a rumor at this point. Uh, as is this, this is an interesting thing. Uh, Aiza Gonzalez, uh, and I think that's how you say her name. Again, we don't know things. <laughs> uh, she appears to be teasing something. She's in a, in a, it looks like a Catwoman costume. It really does. It's like a skin tight cat suit. It looks exactly like Catwoman's uniform. Um, she's teasing this thing on social media. And uh, rumors had circulated back in December of 2016 that she was uh, being courted for the role of Catwoman. And um, and then, of course, it was discovered that she was following and was being followed by both DC Entertainment President Jeff Johns and Gotham City Sirens director David Ayer. And um, ever since then, she's been followed by several other people, sure. uh, creative forces, Inside the DCEU, I, I hate including to admit that that's become slightly reliable, yeah, I know. but it has, including including Patty Jenkins and including Joss freaking Whedon. Mm. Um, she's only twenty seven years old, but um, she looks the part. So 
So I mean, that's, I'm good that's with a it. lot of uh, this in one hand. Uh, on the other hand, eh, people have yeah. people have done less or more just to mess with people on a on an account. Yeah, so. they they absolutely have. But you know, Gotham City Sirens is still scheduled. You know, I guess it's not really necessarily scheduled, but it looks like they're probably going to try to get it out relatively soon. Um, if they're fast tracking it, God, if they're fast tracking, I feel bad for David Ayer. This is like the second time they're like shoving something down his throat, and be like, yeah. "Get it done quick, you bastard!" Um, hey, uh, but, did we tell you that? Oh my God, we didn't tell you. Oh, your film was green lighted like it, like four months ago. I'm, did we not? We didn't leave you a message. That is, my, oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, you you start filming in three <laughs> weeks, and we need yeah. two weeks to uh, to to preview the script so you can have uh, notes. Well, you know, the weird thing is, is like right after Suicide Squad, they were talking about this right after. And we haven't heard much about it. I think they're just keeping it under wraps. That's why I keep thinking that some kind of big Gotham City Sirens thing is going to come out at Comic-Con. Because they announced that Gotham City Sirens was happening last year. We're almost back. We're, we're almost a year from when, when Suicide Squad came out at this point. It's weird. It doesn't feel like it, no, but it, I mean, it doesn't. And you're right. I just, I also imagine it um, a little bit like. Uh, I mean, also, it, it's to me, it feels a little bit like a stand-up performance where like the first three or four jokes don't hit exactly, but then you finally get one that yeah. hits, and now you're able to kind of step on on. And, you know, like you, you lose your confidence, yeah. and now you're like, oh, that hit. We're fine. You know, I, I I could see it being more like that, where like they've they just got so many hits um, coming into it that now they finally got Wonder Woman in there. They're willing to, you know. Get, get back in there. Yeah. So it just wouldn't surprise me if they went a little quiet on that just to make sure they had a better plan. Oh, yeah. You know, as far as critical yeah. success. Now, I don't mean financial success. The movies went over gangbusters as far as money, but mm-hmm. every, every yeah. as much as they don't want to admit it, they do want critical success to some extent. Sure. Now, uh, we've, we've discussed this briefly before. There is a woman who plays uh, a character named Lagertha on a show called Vikings. I've never seen the show. She looks the part. Um, it's Catherine so, Winnick. It's so weird, though, to hear about like shows being received well uh, from the History Channel. I'm like, that's not supposed to be new right? content. You're supposed to just show me grainy footage <laughs> of things and comment over it. That's um, what I grew but up Catherine with. Winnick, Catherine Winnick, uh, as long as we've been doing the show, she's been talking about... She's been talking about this since 2013, two years before we did the show. She wants to play Black Canary in the DC movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, that hasn't been, that has not been at all confirmed, but on her Instagram story, she mentioned that she was involved in a, she had a session for a top secret project uh, that was going to be announced at San Diego Comic-Con. And of course the DCEU people are freaking out or because all the fans are freaking out because they think that it's going to be a Black Canary uh, announcement. Um, I don't know her work, but she looks like a badass an attractive badass. So, and we see what that's gotten us with Gal Gadot. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know her acting skills though. I couldn't tell you. I don't watch Vikings. No, never been on my radar. Um, I mean, I well, obviously I've heard about it, but it never gotten to my queue. Yeah. But um that might but be it a is. thing. It's, it's another thing in the uh in the in the pile of hey, maybe it's a Sirens announcement that we're going to get surprised yeah. with. You know, it's a it's a mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of just random rumors that uh, have come up in the last couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> feels like all we're doing this week. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. But that's what's happening. It, I figure it's worth talking about there, at least. It's before SDCC. We're like, there's, there, there's yeah. a little bit of gropage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a guy on Reddit 
and he said he said he had a short list of actresses that were up for the the role of Batgirl in the Joss Whedon Batgirl movie. Um, now this is a dude again on Reddit, and his name was DCEU Throwaway eighty nine. The eighty nine. He says time a friend. He's tried to start <laughs> something. Yeah. He says, a friend of mine was recently contacted by WB to work on concept art for the upcoming Batgirl film. WB wants to get an actress signed by SDCC so they can make, an, uh, bleh, make a surprise announcement on stage during their presentation. I spoke with him a couple of days ago, and he said that these are the actresses he was asked to develop concept art for. Um, Elle Fanning from Neon Demon and uh, Live, by, uh, Live by Night. Which, you know, act, uh, sister of Dakota, fantastic actress. I'm absolutely on board if that's, if that's the case. Olivia Cook of Bates Motel. Uh, it should be known, uh, last, I think it was last year she wore a bat symbol shirt to Comic-Con. So that went, that wins me over right away. Yeah. Uh, Bella Thorne from Shake It Up. I don't know her. Catherine Langford, which apparently is the front runner, according to this guy. She's from uh, the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why, which has been just blown up. Oh, no, I do remember that. Um, I, I don't I, know I her, though. The, I haven't seen it. I, I never saw her. I, I mean, she looks fine in the one trailer I saw, but I saw the trailer for yeah. it and thought, oh, that's I don't. That's too sad. I don't want to do that with, with my evening. Mm. I, I know uh, that sounds Mark, like cheap to me, but... There, it's, it just it looked really like emotionally draining. I was like, I'm sure that's good. I don't I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers, who I'm familiar with, but I don't necessarily see as a Barbara Gordon type. And you know, uh, they're actors. I'm sure that she could pull it off, yeah. but um, she just doesn't look the part at all to me. Uh, and I can't imagine her being the character necessarily. But you know, again, I might be wrong. Uh, Jane Levy from Don't Breathe. I'm not familiar with her, but she really looks the part. Emma Roberts, who I like, from Scream, uh, Scream Queens and several other things. She's actually really good. Uh, Julia's, uh, niece. Mm. And, uh, mm. Haley, Haley, yeah, yeah. Haley Lou Richardson, uh, from Split and Edge of Seventeen. I don't necessarily see her physically as Barbara, but she was really good in Split, so thumbs up there uh and naomi scott from power rangers i say leave the stench of the power rangers off of uh batgirl completely mm, i don't know uh, maybe it's it's good for naomi to jump ship and go <laughs> i still yeah. intend to watch it i just have to but I, it never never crossed my mind that i was going to see that in theaters no no I mean? yeah. <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i would um i'd be interested in seeing about half of these people play batgirl and all uh, I think all of them except for probably probably Emma Roberts and uh, Elle Fanning uh fit Whedon's concept of uh not being really known but I don't know. Well, that's actually I mean that's not even Whedon's it's uh, Marvel's uh mastered that that class of finding an actor who's good enough that you know he's there or she's there, sorry. Mm-hmm. But you just on the cusp of being something big and giving it a big role, and they've actually had a, a great success in giving that person a role that was really well suited for the for the for them. I mean, like even go, go back as far as you know, RDJ, it, like he was he wasn't. I mean, he had he was in the middle of a lull. He, he had been in mm-hmm. the middle of a lull for years. Yeah. Um. They give him that. They, Chris Evans, same thing. Pulled him out of nowhere. Um. Scarjo is maybe the exception here. Yeah. 
but Maybe. yeah, like the, it's been a it's been a popular thing, and the, one of the reasons it's popular is you can give somebody who's not on top of the world less money each time, yeah, and a contract sure. that doesn't depend on them, you know, getting guaranteed money and getting back in money or something like that. Sure, I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said about you know RDJ. He had a lot of clout from earlier before he was you know he had to take out time from the drugs and get get oh. clean again and all. Well, he had that was the fun and, part um, about him is he had all the clout he needed to be exactly right for that role. Yeah, and uh, Fav. Um, uh, I heard Favreau say this though, like him, him casting RDJ was the like once he did that, everything else was done. Yeah, but you know, as far as ScarJo though, she was on the uptick, but I don't think she was like her being cast as Black Widow in Iron Man Two was what really put her on the map in a lot of ways. Like she was, you know, indie movie darling. Yeah, but it seemed like she was definitely on the uptick at least. And you're not trying to find people on the downtick. You're just trying yeah. to find people that are affordable. That's that's what studios yeah. do. They try to find people that that Absolutely. they think have un, untapped star power, mm-hmm. are still affordable. Like they're not hanging something over your head, going, "Look, I've done this. I don't, I don't need you." Because that's what yeah. they want. Is especially when you're building a franchise, and that's what DC and Marvel are doing now is building these huge was- franchises. You just don't want anyone to be well, able to hold anything you know, over your head. What's funny is like I, I, you know, I haven't seen. Um, what's the guy that plays the Falcon? What's his name? I don't remember his name. Crap, but uh, you know, didn't ask me I've, I would know. I've only seen, <laughs> yeah, I've only seen him in a couple of things uh, other than the Avengers, and maybe I'm just like not paying attention, which is very, very plausible. But you know, I, uh, I kind of feel like there are so many. Like I haven't seen him in that much. I haven't seen a lot of people in so much. Like, you know, like right when Marvel started blowing up, you just see like, and, 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 you know, the, the Dark Knight movies and stuff, like you saw Aaron Eckhart everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was actually kind of neat because he was both an indie darling at the time mm, and he, yeah. he was still like this rising a, a star potential kind of guy. Yeah. And now he's disappeared. But importantly, <laughs> I feel like movie studios, uh, I feel like now it's like, Hey, I'm one of the Avengers, and I feel like they're like, uh, who the hell isn't? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a superhero now. And <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, there's there's a chance they're like, yeah, but I'm an Avenger. Yeah, so is Paul Rudd. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd was the one who broke it. <laughs> See, I think he's the one who broke it open in a lot of ways because, like, Paul Rudd is is this very down to earth character in 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 Hollywood. And, and, like, I, oh man, for, for like him to suddenly be like front heading a movie that goes into being an Avenger, it was like, oh my God, every man can make it. Yeah. And it was, again, perfect for that character. Ant Man is supposed to be an everyman. Anthony Mackie, that's Falcon's name. Thank you. That was going to bother like me for Ant- like, I, like, seriously, as I soon as like, we stopped recording, I was going to look that up. Yeah. I feel like there's like, there's going to be a bit where like in like, Four or five years time, Anthony Mackie is gonna be like, "Come on, I need a job. I'm perfect for this role. I'm one of the Avengers." And there's gonna be like a Coach McGurk, H. John Benjamin type of executive, like, "So, so is Weird Al Yankovic." <laughs> Gonna learn how to write music. No, and that happened to Terrence Howard too. Like he he quit, or he he didn't want to take the money he was given. As far as I can remember, he fell off the map for a second, and then suddenly Empire happened, and he's back. But without mm-hmm. that, and still, like, I don't know if, I don't know Terrence Howard and uh, and the relationship he has with his, his his people, but there are a lot of people who see going to, going from being like a movie star to a TV star as just, I, by rote, 
a step down. doesn't matter if you went from Ugh. being a B-list movie actor to an A-plus list TV actor. Some people just still see that as like, oh, man, I, how far you've fallen. So I don't. I think that I think that opinion is way less nowadays. I think it's definitely. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't think it's as prominent as it once was, but and I don't think it should be by any stretch. But I don't know what's going on in his inner circle. If he has like some some doubt for himself that like maybe I shouldn't have left that franchise. I could have. Honestly, I feel like if you're not in a superhero movie, you just you're better off on TV. <laughs> Maybe even superhero. No one's TV. gonna. You don't know. No, no one's gonna go see Noah Baumbach's new indie film. Just, mm. just get a TV show if you can. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a fun one that happens this this time. Like, oh man, my career is really in the up. Um, it's on the up and up, man. We're we're really going places. Like, oh cool, we're here at like Sundance or Can. Yeah, was it Comic Con? Um, I'm gonna wait. Way I'm I'm gonna make way more money there. It's cool. Don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Terrence Howard does go to Comic Con. <laughs> like, I'm the roadie that was. Doesn't part of you, if Terrence Howard ever showed up, want to go up with a slip of paper and say, "Can you please sign this, Anthony Mackie?" Because he was loyal. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, part of me would would want to just to see the look on his his crazy little face. I, I honestly I don't say crazy as a uh, an indictment in any way of his face. I I mean I've heard in interviews this man question the existence of the number one. That, that's it. Yeah, that's you told thing. me about that. So um, I like to imagine that he and he and Shaq are just in a basement trying to figure out like he's trying to figure out the existence of the number one, and Shaq is trying to figure out how he can prove that the Earth is flat. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like they're all focused somehow on the like two linked and thinking like, well, two is probably where it starts, and Shaq was like two dimensions. That's perfect. And and no one pointed out that like that would mean we're a plane and that we have no z value. So we would all be we can't. Can you jump? Because I'm pretty sure you can jump, Shaq. I think that was part of how you got famous. <laughs> that means there's a z. You can go up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> so there were there were some <laughs> there were some reports. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> <Still with effect>. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i am still imagining shack looking at his feet going like was it all a lie did i ever really jump <laughs> yep <laughs> so okay there were reports <laughs> <laughs> all right we, we, we gotta cut it out <laughs> <laughs> last week um that Warner Brothers uh, may be considering a uh, a theatrical version of Superman Red Sun. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the story, it's a fantastic graphic novel oh, by Mark Millar. Who, uh, where <laughs> it's an Elseworlds situation where Superman, instead of landing uh, in the U.S., he lands uh, in Soviet Russia and um, becomes the Superman uh for the soviets and Superman um is pretty amazing with uh we we have Alex Luthor who is a um is some sort of a federal agent he um unlocks the uh the the secrets of the uh, of the of a green lantern ship and and replicates the green lantern ring to create the green lantern marine corps um it's pretty fantastic amazing version of uh, in that too in that little absolutely if, if you haven't read 
Superman Red Sun, I completely recommend yeah. uh, finding a copy of that at your earliest convenience. Yeah. Uh, it, and I say that in the most urgent tone possible. Uh, right, you just don't want to destroy but, your microphone yelling, now, 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 damn you. Right. Uh, but uh, Jordan Vault Roberts was apparently pitching DC this idea, uh, and they said no. I don't, you know, a lot of people have been wondering, like, would Henry Cavill have played the character? Um, look, I, I, um, I think that there is room. Personally, I think there is room for uh, Elseworlds titles. I think that at some point, Warner Brothers is going to start showing us the multiverse on the big screen. Um, they don't have anywhere else to go. Crisis is a huge deal in the in the DC universe. They don't have anywhere. They don't have like an Infinity War necessarily to, to hit up. They have Crisis on Infinite Earths. They have multiple versions of these characters running around doing different things. And I think they absolutely should, you know, if they're going to do, as some have reported in the last few weeks, that they're looking to do three or four films a year, do two DCEU films and do two Elseworlds films a year. And then when you have Crisis, you're going to be able to bring in the TV shit. You're going to be able to bring in... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's and it's a, a glorious idea, but I I don't think they'll ever do it. I I think they might do some version of it at some point. I don't. I, I but not don't yet. Think they're going to. Um, I feel like they're trying so hard to prove that this is the version you should be paying attention to because you got to realize there's still people out there, the average viewer that that yeah, you know, their their sons, uh, you know, twelve year old Lego enthusiasts that love the Batman movie and wants to go to the new film with Batman in it that thinks. Wasn't Michael Keaton playing him? What's going on? Look, now, you know... I know, I know, yeah. I know. To us, that sounds insane. But there's a serious percentage of people that... that not that they can't keep up with the continuity. They don't yeah. bother. Right. No, I, I completely agree with that. But by the same token, you know, you look at how much money all these movies, the DCEU movies have made, Wonder Woman notwithstanding, you ignore that movie and you look at the bad reviews for the other movies... There's still a lot of people who went to go see these things. I know personally a lot of people who don't follow comics, mm-hmm. but they went to see those movies and they were like, "Yeah, I thought they were pretty good." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Of course they don't. They were like, "I don't understand why Spider-Man wasn't in it." But the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the part of it but... <laughs> is that they. I I, I think I don't know. I like. A, a studio on this level is trying to build a franchise such that they can they want a coherent story. I don't think they're ready yet at all to to branch out and have Elseworlds. I I think we're years away from that at best. I've, if ever. Well, yeah. If they greenlit something right now, we'd still be years away from. Oh, it, I though, mean Jason. years away from greenlighting it. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, personally, I think that they said no to Red Sun not because it was an Elseworlds title, but because it's freaking Red Sun. Like, we haven't had to deal with, like, a Soviet Union situation in Yeah, I, I know. It, now. It's, I mean, first of all, the <laughs> union's dissolved. It hasn't been a thing. I, like, there's no hammer and sickle anymore to, to worry about. And, uh, I mean, you can't... One of the problems is also you can't, uh, you know, politically right now, you, you can't, like, substitute Russia and vilify them. It's just not going to play with a certain percentage. Yeah. It's just not going to work. There are going to be people and that betray you know, it outright. So and it, you have all the stuff with Russia and Trump right now. 
Yeah, that's my point. Is like I, yeah. I don't think politically there's any room for it. You're going to put yeah. a certain amount of people on the sideline just by doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you know, if they introduce something else, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, I think they, they, I think there, there's room for an Elseworlds, and I think that they are going to be heading in that direction. I think they might do it through like introducing a new, a new younger Batman, or uh, maybe even, um, you know, a, a, maybe even that Greg Berlanti Booster Gold movie. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what they're going to do? Um, yeah. but I, I do know this, they are, and I, I've said this before, they are pushing the hell out of that multiverse line of action figures. They are pushing the hell out of the idea of a multiverse on the flash. If we're talking about the flash as a movie, they're probably going to be pushing the multiverse. Not e- maybe not even in the second movie, but in the, uh, in the first movie, but the second movie, um, the multiverse is going to happen in the DCEU. You can deny it all you want. It's going to happen. There's no way they're not going to do this. They have to, It's just a matter of when. They have to hit a certain point where they're sure that everyone's on their side before they're willing to, uh, what do they call it, uh, stretch the premise? or Why? They didn't do that for Justice League. What do you mean? They're just making shit. Oh, no. Justice League is just such a guaranteed <laughs> title that you're going to do it. But you can't pick I mean, one of the Elseworld titles because it's literally called know, an Elseworld. It's, it's a thing that hey, certain people know about, but... Well, Everybody yeah, but they don't. The Justice League, yeah, yeah, but they don't have to call it Elseworld in the title. They can just, you know. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying you my have to guess call would it be that. like you, my guess is they would call it like DC Multiverse, you know, Batman Thrill Killer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I really hope they get there, and I would like the I would like the idea in particular that I would to me I would just do two. You just have the continuum yeah. universe, and you have the alternate universe, and then it would be fun to even do like. If if you just ask me right now, hey, how would you do this? I would say, look, use the Flash movie to make a Flashpoint paradox. You mm-hmm. you have five movies of each continuity where you mm-hmm. can play with as many characters as you want, and then you do a crisis in like 2015. Uh, sorry, like 2025. Yeah, that would make sense if I got um, the, the time wrong on it. Sure. But yeah, you could like bring it back and and have this this little uh, bubble of continuity where you had to keep up with both. You're probably gonna make I don't know something in the area of eight and a half billion dollars <laughs> plus or minus yeah well i mean not profit but that's what's going to come in that, yeah, that's yeah, maybe yeah. your top line and, and that's just on the little bubble universe after the flash like ezra miller's flat like even the first film is where i'd say let's do this yeah i Wind say do a bunch and of then come back for infinite crisis or, or how, whatever you just use the word crisis that's all you have to fucking yeah do. yeah and and you can come back and then split it off again but it would still make sense like but even then, you're asking a lot of uh, uh, yeah. a country that largely watches laugh tracks. <laughs> you know, I say we do you know, one or two DCEU films a year. One, like, $50 million, $20 million, $50 million uh, Elseworlds bit. And start sewing them together, man. Sewing them together. And then you can actually pull from your TV shows. You can pull from all of your TV shows, from Smallville to Supergirl, Arrow, everything. Um, and hopefully they're looking at what the Berlantiverse is doing. Because, you know, it's, it's really weird to me. And, you know, I don't mean to get jump off on TV right now. But, you know, uh, the fact that they're not bringing... They, they decided not to bring Supergirl into the Arrowverse initially. They're deciding not to bring Black Lightning into the Arrowverse initially. But, I mean, with The Flash, we can obviously jump worlds. Why do you think that is? They're introducing audiences to the concept of the multiverse. 
there is smart with Jeff Johns, you know, floating around both of these ca- these well, these I've heard, categories. I've heard Kreisberg say that uh, he he kind of laughed the day that uh, Berlanti told him we can finally do it. We can finally do the Flash. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but the point was yeah. like he had done Arrow because he loved Arrow, but he knew like I, I can if I get this to work, I can incorporate the Flash. And I'm I'm you know I'm putting words in his mouth, but you got to think maybe part of the reason was he thought. If I get Flash in, I can expand to everything. Mm-hmm. There's no limit, you know? And that's yeah. that's great, and that's amazing forward thinking by Berlanti, and, and uh, very sure. impressive, frankly. But, but then again, you know, there's, he's also we're also talking about, like, Berlanti's probably sitting there going, and if, they, if we get far enough, maybe they'll let me deal with the gimp. And of course, the gimp is over in the corner jerking off with like the with the, like the leather mask off. But you pull the leather mask off, and it's Jeff Johns, right? So, <laughs> and they've put him in charge of everything now. Yeah, so. I, I mean, Berlanti would literally film that universe if you gave him enough footage. If you gave him enough footage in time, and just told yeah. him you've got three channels, they all air original content twenty four hours a day. Go. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as a season break. Go. I, I think he would try to do it. He might die. Maybe. I'd say somewhere inside six to eight months, but he'd yeah. try. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're jumping into fe- fan feedback at this point. Hello. Uh, we have... What? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Why would you do that? Um, Just listener feedback. Fan feedback. Listener feedback. Whatever you want to call it. People we talk uh, to us. First up... They do. We have a voicemail from Justin... And uh, we are going to be playing that right now. Hey, guys. My name is Justin. I've been listening to you guys since since about the Suicide Squad cast debuted, because that's when I discovered podcasts and I found you around the same time. I will say that I've enjoyed listening to you guys for these two years or so. It's been great. Not to be a prude, but I'm a little glad that you've toned back on some of the swearing. But I love listening to you guys, and you made my work day go by a lot easier. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, Justin, for uh, writing in. You got anything or for voicing, Justin? Voicing in, I guess? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I haven't personally noticed, um, because we do these things, and we rarely have time to go back and listen to like more than what it takes to edit them. Mm-hmm. I haven't personally noticed a decline in, in swearing, but... Um, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's working out for him. Yeah. I doubt I, um, anyone's out there going, why don't they curse more? I, I mean, <laughs> it is a pretty I, divisive use of language. Yeah. I, I've personally tried to, um, I have actually tried to, to scale back on it because I find that I get into like this weird mode where I'm just using like curse words as crutches instead of actually thinking. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't prefer <laughs> I don't it, like the way I sound. It can have that effect, yeah. I don't, it, I don't it gets, like the way I sound. It gets to the point where, like, where you're just sitting there like, I don't know, fucking, fucking, I mean, just fucking, I don't fucking know. Like, that's not a sentence. You express yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's not a, right. no one learned anything from what you said. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things is, uh, <laughs> about that word in particular. Um, I used to have this friend that I hung out with named Chris. And he just, he would just, he would curse all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I brought him, uh, Brought him up to Birmingham, and we hung out with uh, Matt Carroll over the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And he's listening to uh, to Chris talk, and um, Chris finally finishes a sentence. <laughs> and Chris was like a brilliant writer, but not much in the way of verbal. Uh, <laughs> Those are different. They express <laughs> themselves differently. 
Yeah. And Matt was just like, dude, you use the F word like a comma. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those characters and people do crack me up the most, though, where, like, their their version of uh, extending a sentence or or, uh, punctuating or even just uh, their version of, oh, you know, is just fluent cussing in a way that, like, it, it, it... their intonation actually indicates that you know what they're saying. And like, you don't even notice it unless you think about it. And you're like, oh, my God. He just he just said fuck like 17 times in one paragraph. <laughs> but I don't even care. Like, I got his point. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway. Always an interesting subject, though. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that's working out for him. I, yeah. I, I I, I'm it's glad it's you enjoy the show. I'm glad you enjoy the show overall, though. Um, I'm glad that the cursing didn't put you off enough to stop listening to the show. That is an important part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, good, you know, good to hear from, from the first time. Hopefully not the last. Absolutely, man. Uh, keep sending us voicemails. I absolutely don't think you're a prude. Um, you know, I, um, I get, I get, I get a mite tired of, of cursing or hearing cursing on podcasts like constantly myself, which is one of the reasons like I kind of want to, wanted to pull back and, uh, my girlfriend doesn't like cursing. She doesn't like when I curse. And, you know, it's just, it's all connected. Like, most of my family doesn't like when I curse. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I, for me, it's something I, in my personal life, I, I guess, actively pull back. But it's not like I put on to talk here. Or yeah. Anything. I just, it, in certain groups, I will put on or put off. Um, but that's just a matter of, um, I don't know, navigating your social world. You know, you got certain yeah. environments. You got to work. You, you just can't do that all the time at work. It's just, it's it, no you, man. You learn. My family, same thing. I, they're not big fans. I, I pull it back a little bit out of respect for you know the people who raised me. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I and I personally am one hundred percent neutral. I don't care. I, I just do not. Yeah, but, eh, it's not a big deal. It, I don't feel any kind of uh, conviction of any sort either way, really. But I don't. Uh, but except, I, I've got, uh, I've got no real. Except I do, I do somewhat see it as well as an uh because that is I, really I, the only uh, thing is you don't want to use it as an excuse for not knowing what a real word is. That's yeah. my only I, real thing about it. Actually, is is I I don't want to feel like I've uh, lost vocabulary that you know we all spend decades learning just <laughs> substituting yeah. it for crap words that there's seven of you know right I've you know. I'm actively trying to scale back on cursing and trying to scale back on saying, uh, and you know, because I do that a yeah, lot. You know, it, 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 you know, you know, <laughs> moving on it, like, you know, uh, everyone could probably stand a pullback on those. Sure. That's where we are now. All right. So, um, I won't say back by popular demand, but, uh, we received a voicemail <laughs> right before we recorded. Was it back by, um, implicit demand? Back by popular apathy? <laughs> back by consensual apathy. <laughs> consensual? <laughs> really? I, I mean, a couple people have, have specifically chimed in and said these are fantastic. A couple yeah. people have uh, really enjoyed them, and uh, we've got nothing else. we got nothing yeah, else. I, so, uh, uh, a couple of people have said, like, you know, the first one was better. And uh, there's... <laughs> I've said you know and uh like fifteen times in the last couple sentences, by the way. Of course. Yeah. We're all learning. I, I can't stop it. Anyway. We're all trying. here now here now is uh the third voicemail from the old witter woman. Hello. Well, I got me 
I got some DC on my screen. It was well, we we would say dog crap, and I got it on my screen. And I was hoping y'all could get it off, cause cause that's the name of your of this phone call, DC Well, well, we was eating goat's spleens today, and I was gonna share it with you, but I I didn't know how to get in touch with you. I hope you're all right. Well. Have you again, and uh, I'll talk to you later. And the old, the old widow woman don't, don't have much to say. So I, I don't want to make you sad or nothing. So I hope you have you good, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Um, goat spleens? As usual, we don't know what to do with it. I think we're not supposed to. I I would bet right now. Not even going to try it, I'm so sure, that if I Googled spleen recipe, I can mm. find something. Yeah, my favorite part was when she cracked herself up and sounded like a guy for a second. <laughs> well, I, I still can't tell if it is a he or a she we're dealing with. Really? I, I still can't tell. Because like, I swear when she cracked herself up for just like a split second, she sounded like a bored college guy. Well, that's that's actually what I heard in the in the little the little the little given the voice, but I I'm not sure that that's not actually what's happening. It's a board college guy, <laughs> and you know, I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious primarily because I put out a, a, a blast on social media via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is uh, that by we the way about... just that part of the sentence is becoming an increasingly bad idea. <laughs> that that can be something that turns on you very fast. Yeah. I said, hey, we're we're recording in just a couple hours. Do you guys have any last-minute feedback? And we got some hits. But uh, within that time frame is when we got this voicemail from the Witter Woman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to narrow down who this might be. Ah, just investigation. L- just letting you know. Just letting you know. I'm coming for you, Witter Woman. Yeah. Time to, to switch Witter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have a, re- a review from iTunes from Wobbly Boots, uh, our buddy Nathan, uh, Wobbly Boots eighty five. The subject line is "I'm Tiny Rick." <laughs> <laughs> it's always endearing. We we do love that line. We do. Uh, <laughs> what can I say about this podcast? If you're looking for a good source for everything DC, then look no further. Their dedication to the DC properties is unparalleled. They cover everything from DCEU news to DC TV news to doing reviews of every show every week. You also get bonus content in the form of talking about the MCU, Fox Marvel, Star Trek, Star Wars, Rick and Morty, Gumby, I'm pretty sure we've never mentioned that one, Gilmore Girls, Matlock, Seventh Heaven, Dora the Explorer, <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond, RuPaul's Drag Show, the Andy Griffith Show, along <laughs> along with a cavalcade of random topics. Dave and Jason are the proverbial everyman, and I mean that in the best possible, uh, the best way possible. Keep up the great work. <laughs> That's fantastic. I feel like there were, parts of that were fictional. Yeah, me too. There were a couple of those that I've never brought. Like when he sent I can, me, I think I remember Door the Explorer at least. Yeah, you know, he was having a little trouble getting this thing to post, and mm-hmm. he sent me a uh, screenshot of it, and um, I was like, you know, man, I'm pretty sure we've never mentioned RuPaul anything, but now that you mention it, I kind of think Ru- RuPaul should have played Storm in the X-Men movies. Oh, that would have been good, yeah. It actually looked like Storm. Yeah, I get behind that. 
And, you know, you can imagine him going, wind, rain, <laughs> lightning. <laughs> I can see it. That's if they didn't cast him on, because, gosh, he would have been a great storm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, dude, thank you. Wobbly Boots, one of our most stalwart listeners, uh, stalwart supporter of the show. Yeah, I uh, honestly, and, a lot uh, of that is like, uh, if if before we started doing this, it, as though we were, we were professional enough to to do it. If we wrote like a mission statement, a lot of that is like, oh man, I would I would have put this in there. That's what I would have hoped to do. Yep. So <laughs> Travis Langston uh, on Twitter says, uh, "What if the dirt rising from Clark's casket was in fact time reversing?" Like fifteen question marks. Hashtag Runberry Run. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I will respond here as I did on Twitter. Uh, I'm good with it. Probably if it doesn't involve Clark flying around the earth and, and reversing the rotation of the earth, I'm, I might be good with it, but I really don't want a reset though. No, um, I, I, I so. it's a, it's a fun idea. I just really would prefer the universe moves forward and, and deals with itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go uh, back and unkill Zod, you know? <laughs> Hmm. Many people would, I know, nope. but nope. let's take it to the extreme. Yeah. Our uh, buddy, longtime listener, maybe our first listener, who knows? He may have literally been the first person who ever clicked on one of our episodes. Chris White ah, wrote in. That old best. Said, <laughs> yeah. He says, I love the show. I'm not going to uh, say that I completely hate The Dark Knight Rises. It does have its moments. I, I agree with that. It does have its moments. Yeah, sure. Uh, I like that one scene. Uh, that said, I really wish people, he says, that said, I really wish people would respect your opinion on not liking it. The idea that one version of Batman is superior over another is ridiculous, as they are all derivative of the boy wonder-loving, gun-toting, golden age Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, brooding, modern master detective that we all know today is a far cry from his initial concept. My point is, no matter what version of Batman you love, we all love Batman and should celebrate that fact. Instead of trying to convince Dave and Jason or anyone else, I'd like to know what you like about Batman. So, Chris White is calling you out, guys. Uh, right into our show and let us know what you like about Batman. Yeah, and I don't feel, um, like, particularly attacked or anything. I just, uh... No, I don't... And mm. uh, all, of our, uh, all of our opinions are equally valid and invalid. Yeah. That's why they're called opinions. So, I, I get it. You know, we're, we're all going to come out on different sides of these things. But the fact that The Dark Knight Rises has a ton of plot holes, that is completely valid because it's true. I, I do believe that. But, you know, yeah. beliefs, they, mm, they can facts. get you. I, I'm still waiting for evidence <laughs> that we're wrong about a lot of that. Yeah. I, I don't see a lot of people, like, writing in with, like, I don't know. Here's how to fix all those plot holes we, we, like, we, we heard you bitch yeah, about. Yeah, like, yeah. Fa factual uh, filling for those cavities. Yeah. Uh, Larry King... At Larry King Undead on Twitter, not the Larry King, but a Larry King, yeah. um, says, "I really, yeah, I really enjoyed your episode with Weird Medicine. That was Doctor Steve. It was a great episode. Yeah, I thought had a lot of fun. He says, I was wondering how you guys would feel if DC made Doctor Manhattan a big bad in a DCEU film." I want that so bad, especially since Snyder did the Watchmen movie. I would totally be down for DC Rebirth within the context of the DCEU. Um, 
it's going to be a little weird if Billy Crudup is still Flash's dad and Dr. Manhattan. But they don't really have to, like, No, you can, you can CGI that out, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I would love to see Dr. Manhattan come in and, uh, fr- and have Watchmen be like the secret beginning of the DCEU. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I would be all on board. And, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who'd be like, bullshit. I don't care. You're wrong. It would be amazing <laughs> if they did it well, you know, no, not, a, but the concept, not at all the, a thing I would object to. Yeah. The concept is, uh, solid. The, I think the only thing that would really prevent them is they've bet so much on laying that seed in the books right now mm-hmm. that I don't think they would in any way uh, you know, usurp it on the film. Well, I, I don't think it'll be out like for now. Like I, th- I think it'll be a while before it comes about. It, it would. It would. I I, I just um, – and also that, the way that it's coming out in the comic books is, is you know, we, we've gotten like – what is it? I think five issues yeah. that directly dealt with that crossover in a little over a year and a half. No, yeah. not quite. Not quite. I'm, I'm a little less than a year and a half, but it, it has not been completely addressed. I mean, there's definitely not a, um, I mean, they had the button, the little four part series, but it's not like yeah. Watchmen versus DC or something. It, nothing right, no. aggressive like that. And the film would have to be, but just by its nature, it's, it's, you couldn't like, you couldn't have an idle version of Dr. Manhattan hanging around. I mean, he's... You know the thing about the reverse Flash in, in the comics right now? Uh-huh. Where he, like, saw I mean, Dr. Manhattan? I don't, assumedly. but yeah, go ahead and tell me. Oh, you um... Sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. I have, uh... He kind of, like, he kind of, like, pops over and he, like, dies kind of violently, but before he dies, he's like... I saw God. It just dies. Oh, yeah. No, I, I did read that. I was afraid. Okay. I thought you had. I thought you had. I was afraid it wasn't going to be a thing. But yeah, I have seen that one. Yeah. That, was, that just got me all kinds of. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I would love to see it. Sure. Uh, again, Nathan at Wobbly Boots 85 is on Twitter. Uh, says, what do you want to see in this upcoming Justice League trailer? Uh, not too much. That's exactly how I'd put it. I really, I just want another hype reel. I don't want anything like what happened yeah. in the second uh, BBS trailer. Yeah, was it the second? I say we was do the second one when Doomsday pops down, right? Yeah, that was. That was. I, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want a you know Superman reveal at the end of of uh, this film because I know there's a lot of press about Superman showing up. Well, when I say press, there's I... a lot of stuff about Superman showing up. Look, we know Superman is showing up. That's not a spoiler. I absolutely want to see Superman show up I in do. this trailer. I don't I don't actually want him to show up in the trailer. I just want him to show up in the film. And I don't want to know the I context he, beforehand. I don't mind the context. I don't care about spoilers, though. So I, That would be the most rewarding to me with, like in the experience of watching the film is, yeah, I know he's going to be there, but I'd just like to watch this movie and not know what's, not know what's coming with at least Not know what's coming? Yeah. And, you know, experience it. And it's not asking a lot for a trailer not to ruin that for me. When you have uh, so think... much more to work with. You, I mean, you've got... They, they've probably got so many more visual effects going on with... Uh, I mean, with everything from Apocalypse, with uh, a lot of interactions between the characters. Um, God, they barely toyed with Cyborg uh, and Flash, frankly. Like, they, they can go back and do a lot of backstory from there. We're just trying to fill one and a half minutes. It <laughs> shouldn't be that difficult to do that without ruining the story for me. I think we're going to get Superman in the next trailer. I don't, I don't want it. I The most I would take is actually the dirt rising off his coffin. That 
would be kind of exciting for me if if it was like everything flashed to black at the end of what was otherwise a um, an unconnected trailer, and then flashed to black, nah. and then just like the the dirt rising on his coffin again, like that would get me kind of excited. But yeah, I, I don't actually want to see him in action right now. I um, well, I think this it's not really. Uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily what we what we were. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I want. I don't want to see... I would be good if we just didn't say anything else in a lot of ways. Then again, I'm looking forward to their reworking of uh, what I assume will be a reworking of um, Hey, Hey, Hey by Metallica. <laughs> Is that how this stuff's called? Hey, 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 yeah. Oh, sure it's it's got to be named something different. <laughs> it's, uh, well, one would hope, but, you know. Like, hey, Hey, Hey is an old uh, blues song. Here I go now. I don't like Metallica too much, but uh, I like a few of their songs uh, in a guilty way, I guess. But <laughs> I, I know I'm not pissing people off, but I don't even really have that. I, I don't. Uh, it's never been a thing for me. You know, it's the, it's like I like a few of their singles, but like when I listen to them, I go, ah, I'm a bad person. I shouldn't like Metallica. It's nothing like that. I just I've never been intrigued. I've never thought, ooh, I should listen to more. It's always, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just like a couple of things, you know. Um, I'm ashamed, but yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I like a lot of different kinds of music. I'm I'm becoming a little more free with that, though. Like, uh, like I'm not ashamed to admit that I listen to Taylor Swift way too often. I I have <laughs> copped to that in the past, and and it really, I I get uh, pinned by people I know as being uh, music elitist. Which I don't think is true, mm-hmm. but when I actually look at my behaviors and actions, it is. It's- yeah, I don't think, like, if you just look at your, like, seriously, if you look at what you like, I would say, no, you're not a musical elitist. You like the Beatles, but then, like, your other musical picks involve, like, Stone Temple Pilots. You know what I mean? I, so, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got a lot of stuff from across the board. There's jazz, there's yeah, deep blues, yeah. there's, uh, I've got yeah, some hip-hop at least. It, yeah, I, I do try to get around a little bit, but then there's like it, it's I what I become is a musical um, elitist in the sense that when you present me with a new piece of music, I kind of um, immediately assume it's crap and then work back from that angle. Yeah, I do that too. Um, like the first but, few you know, like notes have to get me, or I just kind of assume you're you're full of it and then right. go back the other way. So I basically alienated everyone at work because apparently everyone I work with likes Creed. Well, that's, I don't think that's your fault. I don't think that's your fault at all. And they were like, well, I mean, you know, we're just stupid. We just, you know. And in all fairness, just, like, I've had years to work on this opinion, and I have yeah. become very comfortable in calling all of that crap. Yeah, me too. I uh, I believe I referred to it as 90s uh, douchebag dude bro music. And uh, <laughs> that didn't go over well. No, but not. Then again, you know, they were like, well, uh, one guy was like, oh, well, I mean, I, I listened to like, you know, corny mainstream stuff. I'm like, oh, dude, like I was listening to Tay-Tay on the way here. <laughs> I got Riri on the play play. Well, we're fine. I totally do. Like, yeah. I've been obsessed with Rihanna in the last like month. But <laughs> um, Love on the Brain has got to be like, gosh, one of the best songs that's been written in mainstream in the last 15 years. I, I didn't feel that strongly about it. it, it uh, I did. But um, short of that little musical journey aside, I, I just kind of, uh, I don't know. I understand how I, I get that reputation, but I, I just uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't feel like it's always earned. 
Nah. And yeah. then sometimes I I do have people uh, show me a song and I'm like, oh, that's not a good. That's that's overproduced crap. Mm-hmm. And, and I get the like, oh, well, what you talking about? I'm like, yeah, just give it like two years and you'll agree with me. It's it, yeah. that's overproduced crap. That is what they call yeah. overcooked. But yeah, I listen to a little Ariana. Doesn't mean I'm uh, you know jumping on board the pop country train yet. <laughs> My nose is still firmly it, in the it would air. It's a that bad one. time. There are a lot of people jumping off that one. It's real bad. Yeah. It's real bad. Anyway, <laughs> did we even answer Nathan's question? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I want to see in the Justice League trailer. I want to see everything. Everything or nothing. I want to see Superman. I want to see that Green Lantern cameo that's been rumored. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any of that. I, I really don't want any of that. I just want. Like, I want everything. Just tease me a little bit more. Give me like a couple minutes more footage of people we know and interactions we know are going to be there just so I can chew on it. And then just show me the film. But I really, that's that's like a t-shirt I need to have at this point that just says, just show me the fucking film. I kind of feel like I need to see a villain of some sort that's not just parademons. Uh, well, an established villain, which at this point is Steppenwolf. We know he's there. Yeah. There are you kind of need to show people. me... Yeah, you kind of need to show me Steppenwolf so that the only thing I don't I have in my mind is in that awful toy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's I can get behind that. Yeah, but uh, short of that, like I I don't need the reveals of who's who's here and who's there and who's what and who's uh, you know revived. Mm-hmm. I leave it, leave it for the magic of actually sitting down and and me paying that much money to sit down in a seat. Sure. Probably next to a bunch of strangers. Oh, oh shit. You know what they should do? They, you know what they should do? They should expand upon that little scene with Lois looking up in the sky and just have her looking up the sky and then show like her like bottom right-hand corner looking up from the back of her head and just see Superman all blacked out because of the, uh, because of the light behind him floating above it, like just like he was in in BVS when the people looked up on the roof mm-hmm. and then just cut it there. Like that's, that's all we get of Superman. <laughs> that would see that actually would suit me just fine just we know he's right? back you saw him you know he's there but he doesn't have to be part of this story <laughs> and of course well, he's going to come yeah. back and be an integral slash part of story, leading yeah. member of the justice league and and yeah. be part of the uh story going forward but yeah i mean you literally buried him and then you gave me this trailer with a bunch of other people and that's fine it's fine. This uh, you have so many characters with so much potential in the story that you should be able to tell that story without Superman happening. You know what? They should just the, this trailer should just be dark and 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 gritty, and like everything that people have been bitching about Justice League being and like DCEU being, and then like cut to Lois looking up with like no music, and then we cut to we cut to Superman flying above her, just like quietly and they just bring in the doom 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 and then that's it <laughs> like just the hand of the john williams tune to be like yeah the hopeful bastard's back oh and I, <laughs> what I'm, what i'm gonna call the the henry cavill theme has that that full superman suite from man of steel has so much hope in it if you do it correctly you could just pull mm-hmm. a couple of bars from that and i'd be fine now nah, I think I think at this point people don't they don't want that Hans Zimmer stuff, man. Like the mainstream needs that Chris Reeves, just a hint of that Chris Reeves stuff, well, just it, for it a second, have to be just in a trailer. Like that that Hans Zimmer stuff. Um, I agree. A lot of I agree. Is, I've gone back. I didn't. I used to not, but I agree. It, it's but I think the mainstream powerful. needs. I think the mainstream needs John Williams for just a second, for just for a trailer. <laughs> Fair enough. 
just to get, you know, amped up. Like, I'm sure they'll do something different. That would be actually <laughs> kind of fun. For the trailer, you use the bum 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 And then uh, in the film, it's the Hans Zimmer music. Yeah, for the film, she looks up, it's like, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm good with either. I've become, I've actually, since Wait, this Hans, podcast started. Do, I think that was the that was the Hans Zimmer thing we just did. Yeah, no, that's, that's my point. Okay, sorry. I just, I, I, yeah, I, in the actual I movie. I thought you said, like, for the trailer. It'd be like, no, for the trailer, you do the John Williams, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. And then in the movie, you do boom-boom, boom-boom. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, since we started this podcast, if you go back and you look at the, uh, our Man of Steel review, I do not like Hans Zimmer. Uh, I've purchased soundtracks and have listened to them on repeat and I <laughs> really now like it, like it a lot. <laughs> so I have changed my mind. So, uh, it's, I'm sorry. It's literally been a couple or, of years, but I'm pretty sure whatever. I stood by the actual score for that. You did. Even then. You did. If I'm wrong, I completely accept No, that. no, you're not. You were a defender of it. Okay, good. Oh, man. So, moving on, Brent Clark over at the DCTV Squadcast and uh, most recently Fans Without Borders, uh, Brent Clark at Brentech Prime on Twitter says, See Spider-Man yet? Jason Smith. Stinger review of the new Spider-Man movie? Deej Penhollow. End of the episode review for Spider-Man Homecoming? By the way, Deej Penhollow of the Nerd Talkalypse podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, so there seems to be a lot of interest in that. And that will have to come next week. Because I have yet to see Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm going to see it on Wednesday with Bethany. And, um, well, that'll be the end of that. You've seen it, I have. as you mentioned. Yeah, so. I have. That's happening. Um, it, it will. But here's the one thing I can tell you that's like, uh, I'll call it a preview to our spoiler-free stinger. <laughs> Once you finally have this in the bag and we can talk about it. Wait, well, we're going to have a spoiler-filled stinger. Spoiler-filled sure. stinger. Um, this is something I can say... And it's it's spoilerish, uh-huh. but I'm going to preface it with the reason I feel good about this. Because I, I mentioned earlier, I watched this movie arm-to-arm with people just trying to squeeze into the theater. I mean, we, we might as well have held hands and, and kept each other's drinks on, on each other's thighs, you know? And when the opening credits music happened, I laughed and I heard one other person laugh. This, uh-huh. this theater probably holds... Three to four hundred people. Just this. Just the, well. I, I I don't know. I feel good about that. About the three or four hundred people just doing the just doing the the quick guesstimation. I, I but there were a lot of people here. There was at least mm-hmm. two hundred people solid in that theater, and me and one other person went. <laughs> okay. When the opening credits ran. Uh huh. Um. I won't fully describe why that's the case but it's not going to be spoilers because if you get it you get it if you don't you don't okay all right but yeah we'll talk about that uh in uh in detail uh in our stinger next week um i don't know how much news is going to be next week but we will uh if there's nothing almost nothing we'll just you know do, I mean, there's going to be something some small thing but uh there, there, know, we almost had nothing this week might we might not be i mean it, it is just yeah. before like this is uh like the end of the year's news cycle for the properties we talk about you know yeah but we will we will my point is whatever we have going we will uh do a a, a spoiler filled stinger for uh, a review of spider-man homecoming oh yeah minimum uh next week this coming up week but that is all I have for the DCEU episode, and we've still got a DC TV news episode to get to. So um, I think I'm going to call it, man. Yeah, see you then. Guys, we are DC on screen. 
You can find every episode of DC on screen at dconscreen.com. Um, there were like two days, there was like two days where the, the site was not available because I forgot to, uh, to, to pay for the domain again, but, uh, that's back up and running. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some um, minor technical issues. Yeah. Uh, that is back up and running. And, uh, we are proud members of the giant size team up network, giant size team up.com for all those cool shows over there. MCU cast, uh, booze and phasers, uh, breaking the panel, blazing defender report. There's so many. Yeah. It's and really um, hard to keep track almost. It is. Uh, Pokemon podcast, we, for goodness sake. Yeah, the Pokemon Go podcast. Yeah. But we love you guys so much for listening, and uh, and we, we love getting feedback from you. So uh, keep hitting us up on Twitter and Facebook, DC On Screen. We're on Instagram, and um, I occasionally post a picture or two over there. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Oh, and uh, real quick... I never remember. Oh, I sometimes remember. Sometimes I remember. But uh, I didn't this episode to put it down. But let me find that for you real quick. If you ever want to call in, because we do these uh, these voicemails, you can call us at 205-259-6331. That's 205-259-6331. And you, too, can be like the old Witter Woman and uh, call us about some kind of weird horse shit. Yeah, and have like, some... Goat spleen or whatever DC it was on your screen that I guess needs to be exterminated or <laughs> or like Justin, you can you call in woman. and uh, we can both relive the experience where about a year ago Dave told me we were doing a podcast. <laughs> what? I was not aware. I thought we were just talking, and turned out he was recording. It was, you know, we'll get to that. Did we do that? No, not Did that happen? Not at all. Thank God. But um, might as well have been. That's pretty much the origin story of our podcast is like, yeah, what if we just like it would actually have been a lot more fun for me if like when you were living here, you uh-huh. just had privately recorded a lot of our conversations and then th- like thrown them up on the air. Yeah, probably bad audio, but it would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, we did record a lot of our conversations. We actually did record a couple of those, but yeah, because we have bad memories. There's uh yeah. But those are more writing sessions than anything. Yeah. Anyway. It's 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. Maybe we should just record it because information costs nothing. Yeah. Okay. Keep some DC on your screens. 